The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here. Welcome to my podcast. One and all, you guys. One and all. We're, we're like the three musketeers of podcasting. I'm one of them, and the two people listening to this, you guys are the other two, by the way. One for all for one and one for all. We're small steppers. Wow. There's an ongoing competition in my head of worst uh, podcast opening. This one's in the running. This one is in the running. I'm not turning back. You guys, if you're just joining me, then um, I'm glad you're here. What, what am I doing here? It's a... A, a, a podcast dedicated to living healthier and happier. That sounds simple and trite. <laughs> I think I have it in. A, I think I come at it in a, a slightly different way from uh, most, if not all, uh, of what's out there in the world. Um, and ne- that's neither here nor there either. Did you guys hear my last episode last week? Compete. I'm not competing. I'm just saying. These are my thoughts, my perspectives, and sometimes conversations about um, living healthier and happier in the modern world, and what I think is a really good way to do that. Um, I have a, a, a very um, solutions-based mindset to this, but I also really want to stress the ideas and the philosophy uh, behind the things that we want to achieve. If we want weight loss, if we want increased fitness, and I want to back up you know, three, four, ten steps behind that stuff and remind you guys, like I remind myself, that really what we're looking for is a good life, is a, a life of fulfillment and experience and 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 relationships and all these kinds of things. And sometimes the the things we think we want get in the way of the things we actually want. Could I be more cryptic? Yeah, I probably. I don't know. Hold on a second. Mm. Mm. Espresso. That's going to help. I am home early today. I'm recording this podcast on the early side. Jeff Stanford and I went down to the, uh, San, the San Francisco yesterday. Long day. You know, we, uh, we live far away. And so we drove down, did the whole day there. We both spoke separately and then drove home. And so it was a really long day. Both of us woke up today. Just, I was exhausted. I got to work and he was there and he's like, I'm tired. I said, you and me both. Um, I said, one of us should go home early. And he said, you go home. And I was like, that you're the best boss ever in the history of mankind. He's like, I live here. So I'll just, I won't, I can't really go home early. I'm already here. I was like, can't beat that logic. So here I am, and that's good news, and my voice is a little thrashed from yesterday's, um, not only was my talk, but we also, of course, hang out at the Stanford Inn table and talk to some super cool people, some nutty nuts too. I'm not going to say nutty nut nut. You know that that nutty nut nut is a positive thing. If it's nutty nut, not so much. Sid, you shouldn't judge. You know what? Don't judge me for judging. Do not judge me for judging. What I talk about here is my small steps approach. I talk about um, ideas. Sometimes I get into nutrition. I'm a certified nutritionist and a, and a small steps coach. But oftentimes it's just I, you know, some things to think about for the week. So a lot of people um, uh, use this podcast as a way to to remind keep keep themselves in their own small steps practice. And um, and, and and so I will mention here, smallsteppers.com is a is a deeper experience of my small steps approach. It's a 12 week program. That includes daily uh, emails and weekly videos and weekly live Q and A's, which I'm absolutely loving. Um, but but so here's the funny thing about that. So smallsteppers.com, I'm, I couldn't be happier with it. Like I'm still tweaking it, but it is like running great. Most of my tweaks are like edits on the daily videos. Somebody catches a, a you know misspelling or something like that. Um, but I'm loving it, and and so. In that first weekend that I launched it and gave people over 50% off, I got a big group of people to do it. And, and now they're getting to the end. And it's this weird thing because at this live Q&As, we've, it's been really fun and there's been new members joining in and it's just like this cool thing. But I'm realizing that the biggest bulk of people are going to be finished in a matter of weeks, which is really sad because it's been really fun to, to just like relate to you guys and see you guys. And one of the people was like, what about when after the 12 weeks? And, and another person at the live Q&A was like, he's got the podcast. Like, don't forget the podcast, you know, because this is what I do here also for free. But this is the this is this side of thing. The small steppers, again, deeper. And, and if you and it's not expensive. And I urge people to do it if, if you have tried or dabbled in my approach um, to really set it in stone. And you're not going to not 
want to ever listen to the podcast, you probably will because it's fun and we hang and, 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 you know, it's a process. It's a practice, like I said. It's the reason why yoga instructors don't quit yoga once they become an instructor. You know, they, it's, it's, it's part of the practice and it's an enjoyable part because you stay engaged in your life in a very cool way. So whatever, that's what's happening there. But I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, what I do here also, just in case you were just joining me, and usually after VegFests, I've got some people um, jumping on here, and sometimes they just listen to the most recent podcast, it makes sense, um, is that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a baseline-focused uh, practitioner, and here's what I mean. I'm, I'm you know, when you're tr- training for a 50K or whatever, a marathon or a 10K or whatever that is, you're, you're maybe you're listening to somebody who is specific to that thing. Like, I want to listen to this person because he or she knows how to coach me to train for this thing. I'm the everyday guy. I'm the boring, by the way, totally more the more boring of the two, just FYI. I am not as exciting as the person who's like, you obviously lose weight in 21 days or train for this ultra marathon. And I think those things are different, by the way, but whatever. Um, but yeah, and so... Uh, I'm the I'm the boring guy. I'm the guy in the background going, good, do those cool things, but let's lift up your everyday that, that exists in during those t- times that you're training, but also in between the different kinds of things that you might do, whether they're health and happiness related or not. Trips and whatever. Well, I'm not even I don't who knows. I'm the everyday person. I'm the say I'm saying let's raise that up so that what I call your mot, your most of the time is so kick ass that you're dabbling in cool stuff that you never thought you would dabble into. Um, I've, I said a few episodes ago, and I never remember, but our life, our lives, and I'm about to do a video on this on my YouTube channel, but our lives are, are, a, are a cumulative of the experiences that we have, and I, only, I just argue that if that's the case and we want to have cool experiences, then our health is, is going to be part and parcel to that. It enables us to do things and enables us sometimes to have treat foods that are not as healthy usually, but are most of the time is so dialed in that when we dabble that, we even get to experience food in a more full, rich way because it is an experience and it is enjoyment for people. And I never want to take that away from anybody. I just want there most of the time to be that if you eat something a little less than healthy, you don't, number one, don't feel bad about it, period. But also number, number two, don't, you know, actually cause yourself any sort of physical distress. It's like your body can handle one-offs. It's not a big deal. It really isn't. It really, really, really isn't. If... Your most of the time is so good that you're dying, you know, running on all cylinders. I'm not, you know, again, I'm not telling you on purpose, go out and eat some junk food. I'm just saying if you enjoy food or even if it's not junk food, but it's just a little less than healthy or a little too rich, but you don't do that every day, you're going to enjoy it more because it's not going to make you feel bad on in mind or body. You're going to enjoy it more. It's a richer experience of life. That's what I'm selling here, you guys. I'm selling that if you take care of your most of the time, you take care of what you do most days, you will have richer experiences in your life because you are of a, at a level of health and happiness that enables you to engage more fully into the certain experiences that you might have. That that's just my that's my uh, that's my thing. I'm going to argue that, and 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 it's um yeah, it's what it yeah. Mm. Sometimes when I make a point, I just go, "This is what it is." I mean, because I, I feel like I can't lose when I do that. You know what I'm saying? Um. Let me jump into the World Veg Fest, which I did yesterday. That's what I was telling you about, not three minutes ago. Uh, sometimes Veg Fests are, well, they're often funny. In fact, I got to tell you, like my buddy, Jackson Long of Thought for Food Lifestyle, Thought for Food Lifestyle, Thought for Food Podcast, but then also the websites, I think Thought for Food Lifestyle. I don't know. I don't go, I don't surf the net, as they say. I kind of do. Anyway, Jackson was in town. He's from Boulder. Now he's living in Idaho. And his partner, Aaron, uh, podcast partner, and Aaron just had a new baby. Anyway, I was just on the um, TFF Lifestyle podcast. I don't know. I think it's launching next week, talking about families. And Aaron Aaron just had a baby. His, his wife just had a baby, like, fully, like, one month old, I think. So he was so tired, and it was, it was, it was, he was, had been up all night. <laughs> so ch- cheers for him for freaking ponying up on a podcast, right? But anyway, so Jackson was traveling around. He's up in Northern California, and so... He came down to the Veg Fest. We hung out there a little bit, and then he drove back up to where he was house-sitting, and then we ended up meeting him back up for dinner. So that was super cool. Good to see him as always. He's awesome. If you guys haven't checked them out, do it because they're funny and cool. And yeah, Um, so that was fun. So the World Veg Fest, what's my experience? Um, Again, like super, I mean, more, way more people than not uh, were, were curious and they're checking out stuff, and they want to talk. And and the, at my talk, I had a good crowd. I was in the big auditorium, and it was full. 
started off half full or maybe a quarter full. And I thought, oh, whatever. I mean, you know, 30, 40, 50 people. Then all of a sudden, it just kind of, in the first five, 10, people show up late. What can I say? And then it was just a good crowd of people and really good questions. A couple highlights. Um, I start my talk by saying, you know, it's, it was on um, raising healthy and happy children. I talk, I start the talk by saying, listen, I'm not going to tell you what to feed your kid on Thursday. That's not what this is. This is a philosophy. This is how, again, based on my new book, Raising Healthy Parents, this is about raising yourself well so that you can raise your children, taking care of yourself first. And that's what this is. This is how you do it. And I got into the nitty gritty of, you know, how to handle parties and stuff like that when you're feeding your kid food and that's maybe different from other people's foods, et cetera, et cetera. At the very end, this older lady lifts her hand. I'm passing them, you know, the microphone's going around. People are asking questions. And she takes the microphone. She's like, um, I thought you were going to tell us, you know, what maybe what to feed uh, newborn babies. And I was like, well, number one, I didn't say this. In my head, I go, listen, I'm not a grammarian, but that doesn't sound like a question at all. That's not even, a, I don't think that's a, I don't know. I was a philosophy major. We barely wrote, you know, dealt with language, much less a question mark. Um, but I was like, that's not a question. Uh, I said, yeah, it's no, I'm not gonna, that, 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 that information's out there, man. You can, you either have an opinion about it or you don't, or you have a, you're into it or you're not into it, or you're pissed about what you read. So you're not going to change your mind anyway, but that's totally not interesting to me. So if you're just joining me, I dabble in food now and then in this podcast, but really I'm talking about the what I think are the actual issues, which are non-food related. I think food is an expression of our values or our our stress or our desire to, for whatever life, food, that's, well, food is one of the things, it's one of the ways we express ourselves. How we behave with our family and friends is another way we express ourselves. My goal is to get you more in touch with who you are deep down, regardless of how you've been expressing yourself, so that maybe the way that you express yourself in the future, little by little, starts to be more re representative of the real you instead of the you that's just been kind of slogging through. I'm trying to give you the real tools via my small steps approach that enable you to live more in line with who you are. That if you do that, your food habits will change unless you're already eating that way. But that that's how that happens. If you are unhappy with the way you eat, you can learn how to eat better in about five minutes in terms of the nutrition. But you're still you're still gonna do what or want to maybe do what I talk about here, which is set the stage before you make a change in anything that you eat, set the stage from which you then will make that change. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm totally interested in. You want to talk about raising your children healthy before you change the food in the house, get your ducks in a row. If you want to change your own diet before you change the food in your house or what you eat tomorrow, get your ducks in a row. Prepare yourself for the change. Don't go right to the change. It's too much too soon for most people. Prepare yourself mentally and physically even. Lower your overall stress. Figure out the kind of life you want to live. Okay, now, what kind of food does that person eat most days? Period. Is that person militant and they eat it all the time at the expense of their stress and they're just stressed and crazy about food all the time? Or do they eat food most of the time and then they have treats and they really enjoy it and they go to parties and they don't sweat what's going to be there. They don't have to show up with their own food and they kind of make it work. And if there's not something they can totally want to eat, they cannot eat and they're still going to have a super good time and eat later. I mean, really, who are you? I, I Deep down, and this isn't me, by the way. I mean, well, I'll put it this way. The, for the me, not me game, if you're just joining me, go back and listen to old episodes. But the real me goes to a the real me goes to a party. And if there's not food I want to eat there, I don't go, yeah, whatever. Because food is like second and third place compared to me hanging out with friends. I'll have a beer and not eat. I don't care. I don't care. Have I cared in the past? Sure. But the real me, I want to know who that is because I want to walk in the door and go, yeah, I'm stressed about the fact there's no food and it's okay if I'm a little hungry. Don't care. I'll eat later. It's not like I'm you can't find food for crying out loud. Remember last week, I think it was last week, when I was talking about when your most of the time is really dialed in, um, you actually crave you know, healthy food sometimes or you crave exercise when you go through a period where you like don't exercise. And, and, and if your most of the time is, is where you're in good shape and you eat well most of the time, well, then if you go through a period like you're traveling or something and you don't eat well, it, there's no struggle getting back to it eventually. Like You get to the point where there's no struggle. You're just like, oh, I cannot wait to get a salad. That was me today. My dial back days today, I have not eaten anything. What you're hearing me now is water only. This is my second espresso of the day. Okay, I had my first espresso at 12.30. So it was water up till 
espresso at around 12:30 I think it was and now it's 4:45 and I'm having a second espresso. That's what I this is my that's my day. What you're hearing right now. Couldn't have wanted it more. I was so happy and here's why. And I had I I, knew I was digging this yesterday. I'm just saying. There was a um I was walking around Jeff and I Okay, so this is how crazy this is. I lament, and I've lamented before on this podcast probably, that at VegFest, and now I've spoken at quite a few, do not have coffee. The closest I've come is my, I love her dearly, Sarah uh, Gross, whatever her last name is. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. I can't pronounce it. I was a philosophy major. Who does like the New York City Veg Food Fest. She's just like this freaking, she's so awesome. She has cold brew coffee, which the kids are doing. And I've had, I tried one. I tried one. I had it once, once. Before I was like, yeah, that's not, it's just not my bag. I knew it wasn't my bag. I thought I'd dabble. You never, I'm open to new stuff. What can I say? But I was lamenting. And so Jeff goes, brilliant as he is, why don't we bring our own coffee maker? And I was like, holy crap, you are a freaking pioneer. We packed our own coffee maker and plugged it in behind our table and made coffee for ourselves. Is that, is that, is that great or insane? I don't know. I can't even answer it. All I can say is made me happy. So there I've got my first cup of coffee and I'm hanging and I walk around to get something to, you know, a little something to eat. We'd set up and we're kind of chilling. And there's this freaking person at a veg fest with like a full on bakery thing. They had like donuts and coffee cake and all this kind of stuff. That's, that's, yeah, that's not my most of the time. You guys, did I go? Oh, I went, I went. Here's what I did. Mm. Apple frit. Okay, so Jeff and I split an apple fritter, which I haven't had one in years. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I had one a few months ago in North Carolina. What? Yeah, addict. Hello, um, apple fritter, and a uh, a chocolate croissant. Are you freaking? I was just talking about the Starbucks thing about how I like put constraints in a good way so that I don't con- I don't not in conflict when I go to Starbucks. This was the opposite of this. This was like a bin where I was like, good. All you guys know I'm plant-based, whoop to do But it was all there, and I was like, oh, my God. So we sort of dipped, not sort of, went there. Then I bought some lunch thing. was potato salad. It was fine, but it was like too mayo, like, blah. And so I couldn't even eat that. Then Jeff, I'm going up, and I think I did my talk. I come back. He's bought a, a freaking paste, another pastry and a coffee cake. It was crazy. It was crazy awesome is what it was. Uh, loved it. It was great. I actually didn't overeat like a ton of stuff that day, but that was just stuff that I do not do. Um, totally loved it. Cup of coffee, coffee cake. Are you kidding me? But today woke up and was like, if there's something I don't want, if there's something I want more than some freaking jugs of water today, I don't know what. I mean, if somebody was like, Sid, um, I'm going to hand you a million, you have the choice, million dollars in cash, or three liters of water. I'd buy, I'd be like, you know what? Super tempting on the cash. I got to go with the water today. I got to go with the water. There is a so, something that kind of looks like a bear claw stuck in the second section of my small intent. So I'm just going to kind of go with the water today. That was me this morning. No conflict at all. Best day ever. So happy. Just uh, da, 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 da. So that was that. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay, so back to the back to the world veg fest. So I'm in my talk and it's going well. I'm riffing. I don't like read from a thing. I just got ad lib. I'm doing this long enough. I kind of I know my I know the points, much like this podcast. And I'm I'm riffing and I'm talking and it's good and the crowds engage and it's and it's really a good lively lively talk. Really good people with kids there, like really there holding babies. It was awesome. And there, and, and so toward the end of the talk, I probably have five minutes, literally five minutes left. I look to my left, and there's a guy standing there. He looks somewhat official to me. I'm not paying attention to him too much because I've got a crowd of people that I'm talking to. But he's got like a shoulder bag on, and he's wearing some sort of T-shirt that looks like a veg fest. I don't know. Again, I glanced. And he's standing there, and he's looking at me, and he kind of raises his hand up. And I go, oh, is am I out of time? And he kind of pauses, and I said, I don't I, is am I out of time or do you have a question or what's going on? And he immediately launches into this announcement to the crowd during my during my talk. Announcement to the crowd about um, it's some Bible. Look, I'm not. There's no criticism. This is just exactly what happened factually. He's citing some Bible thing and how we all need to get together and this is going to be the thing and we're going to revolt against this. And I don't even know. I drowned him out for about five seconds before I shut him to freaking down. I was like, no, no. no. After my talk, nailed him down. Then I turned to the crowd and said, so where was I talking about living the example? Because 
that kind of nutty, nobody in that crowd. No, he, he had a moment where he busted into my talk and he thought he was going to get a, an attention. Nobody paid attention to him. You know why? Because of the way that he explains that and the way that he communicates his message, which might be fine, but guess who doesn't give a crap? I don't give a crap. After the thing, he came up because I think he was embarrassed or something. I don't know. He goes, hey, good, good talk, man. Here's that thing. He handed me whatever. Didn't look at it. Didn't look at it. It could have been the best information in the world. And I was not going to look at it. My point is is probably pretty obvious. I am here to advocate for you guys to take care of yourselves, even if you think you want to change other people or you have or want to have influence on other people. It is still, and again, raising healthy parents. That's the nut of that book. It is still about you. It is about you, and the and the way that you are living your life will do more for your message than anything you can say. Is that easier said than done? Yeah, that's why I come here, 211 episodes, because it is the development of us. It is how we it, how we get deeper into ourselves while still living in a world where we have to attend to other people, of course, where you, most of us are taking care of other people, whether it's a spouse or and they're taking care of us too. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's what that is, friends, family, kids, el- elderly parents, whatever, we cannot let ourselves go. We cannot put ourselves on the back burner because we have to tend to somebody, some coworker that we have to deal with. We cannot do that. Small steppers will not do that. We may have to deal with somebody else in a short period of time a little more than ourselves, but we don't let ourselves completely go. We just do not do that. We go, well, right now, it, it's moments for me, hours for you. For now, but it's not hours for you, nothing for me. Tell you that much. That ain't gonna happen. You know why? Because if it does, we freaking walk. That's why. We go, no, not good. This is this is the life I got. I ain't giving it up to a nutty nut. He doesn't even get you know what? He's nutty. He doesn't even get the second nut. He certainly does not get the third nut. It's all I'm saying. Uh last thing, and by the way, the, the squeaky wheels get the get the attention here. So many wonderful people. I mean, so many like cool people and just talking very complimentary to my talk and bought my book and just, you know, really cool and just hopeful and and awesome and sad sometimes and struggles and all the stuff I love because I want to help people wade through that stuff and, and, and forge the life that they want for them. But this couple comes walking by the table, and she's and they're kind of walking in a very directed sort of fashion. And she looks at my the book title, and she and 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 raising healthy parents. She gets it right away, which is which is thank God uh, for me. Uh, didn't misinterpret it in any way. And she looks and she goes nudges her husband, and she goes, "You need this." And lo and behold, her husband was like, "You know what? I think I do. Let me check this out." Do you think that's what happened? No, that's not that's not at all what happened. He was like, yeah, I don't need that. I don't have time. And I said, well, it's a book, you know, to show you. I don't have time. I mean, I'm asleep at 1030 and I'm up at 430. I, I'm, I'm taking care of everybody else. I have zero time. And it was like, huh. <laughs> so here we go. She's going, you need this. Number one, that's my, I, I got, I'm going to judge on that. No, 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 no. And by the way, she's unhealthy. I could, she's got a lot of stress on her body. I could see it. I could see it. She ain't doing well. Again, she needs to tend to herself just like he does. But what wasn't going to happen was he was going to now go, yeah, you know what? You're totally right. I do need this. You're fine. It's me. No, he put up the freaking wall. And I said, listen, man, there's no way you're busier than I am. I, I, I highly, highly doubt that you are cannot find. But he was like out the door. And Jeff goes, yeah, I'll let him go. I go, yeah, fine. I mean, he wasn't going to buy my. I was just trying to sell a book. I know he's going to write, not, not going to write, write, read my book. Fine. But it was just this thing of like, Wall comes up, 10-year-old kid just, no, you can't tell me what to do. No, can't do it. Now, when I say 10-year-old kid, that's, that's, that's a, uh, I'm criticizing, and I shouldn't because 10-year-old kids would be way more open to that. More on that in this episode. Did I nail it? Title this episode, Child's Play. Oh, man, was that awesome. That's the espresso talker. Mm. Mm. That last sip, that wasn't even lukewarm. That last sip was just just inching into the cool arena, which is what I also call not good. I will be heading up to Portland, Oregon in a mere 12 days, 11 days. Very exciting. Love Portland. That's one of my faves. Uh, Then two weeks after that, uh, Costa Mesa, SoCal Veg Fest, October 20th and 29th. Three, four days after that, 
Tampa Bay Veg Fest in Tampa, Florida. Newly added on December 10th at Sanctuary Bistro, I had Jen Jones Horton on the show a few uh, weeks ago talking about their new cookbook, Sanctuary Bistro. My buddies Ben and uh, my buddies Ben and Jerry, Jen and Barry. You know how many times I've done that? A thousand. They have a cute little cafe, and they um, feature authors on Sunday nights uh, doing a little talk and signing some books. I will be there December 10th. That's in Berkeley, you guys. So you you uh, Bay Area folks there, go to SanctuaryBistro.com, SanctuaryBistro.com. I'm December 10th. That's a Sunday. Come over if you're, if you're anywhere in the Bay Area and say hi, will you? Have, have a little food. Have a little uh, uh, cerveza with your with your pal Sid. Huh? What could be more more fun? In January, I'll be at the uh, Healthy World Sedona in Sedona, Arizona, and newly added and confirmed today, New York City Veg Food Fest, May 19th. NYC Veg Food Fest, May 19th. That's ahead of the game, but, you know, May, all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm going to be freaking packing my bags to go to New York, right? Um, let's talk about getting high. Can we Can we talk about—oh, one more—okay, so one more back, back to the thing is what I call the expert problem. And I'm not going to self-proclaim myself an expert. I will say that I, this, this is a fact, because I don't like the word expert and genius. It's like, I'll use those, but then not literally. And I'm not, I, I don't, labels, you know You know me and labels. If you've listened to this podcast before, I don't, I don't like to talk about labels because it gets in the way of the idea uh, behind the labels. It's not that they're bad. It's just, I want to get to the, to the nitty gritty, right? Um, and so, uh, but I am studied. I'm studied. I have spent time studying nutrition. And yet what I find is that every person that gets into it with me and they start it, it's a policy for me. I don't, I don't bring it up. But everybody who knows better has never studied it, almost without fail. I mean almost without fail. And I call it the expert problem. It's like, it's like if you're going to – and this is what – by the way, I coach people a lot on this because I just did a class last week at the end and it was this couple transitioning. Look, there's nothing – don't read into this. They're transitioning their family to plant-based is what it is. But of course, the extended family is is you know criticizing them. You know wh- where are your kids going to get their protein? Where, but they're not studied in nutrition. It's one thing if they were studied and had an opinion, even if it was a different opinion. I could be like, okay, well let's discuss, let's get into this. But my advice to most people who are just going to get that unsolicited freaking advice that I've talked about before is walk away. Don't don't get in. You're not going to win. You want to know why? Because it's not fact based. It's not a fact based argument. They're coming to me in a class because they want to get the facts. Okay, dig. But the but the father-in-law or whoever is the uncle, for crying out loud, or the eighth cousin who's going to step out of the woodwork to criticize the fact that you they think your kids aren't going to get protein isn't studied. So you're in a thing with them. You, you're informed. They're not. That means they're going by gut. They're going by something that they probably can't even tell you where they heard that information, whatever it is. That's just what it is. Anytime you argue with somebody, like, well, that's just that's just that's just what it is. You're gonna you you're gonna don't get into it with them. You're gonna lose the day because you're gonna get all amped up and unhappy with the process and the confrontation. You'll lose. They're not gonna change their mind. You're already finding out a way that you think is better. That's what you got to go for. Now, does that take confidence and self esteem and self worth? You bet your ass it does. Is that what you learn here by being a small stepper? Yeah, uh huh, exactly that. This process. Unlike others that you know shuttle you through a thing in 21 days and promise you some massive result, uh, and then you don't know what to do after the on the 22nd day, this is a setting you up for a long lifelong lifelong process. Even smallsteppers.com, I've said it before, 12 weeks doesn't get you. I'm not promising results other than you will learn my system. It's like going to med school. You learn how to be a doctor, then you know how to be a doctor after that. That's what small steppers is. You learn how to be a small stepper. And then you are a small stepper for the rest of your life. That, that's the system here. I'm not promising you any kind of 21-day thing. Why? Because that would be the opposite of what I, what I would want to get. I don't want to make you lo- I don't want to help you lose weight. I want to help you help yourself to lose weight. Got the subtlety there? I don't want to help you get fitter. I want to help you help yourself to get fitter. See the difference there? Good. Once you understand that, you will understand where I come from every week because that's what that that's the kind of the thing about that. So I don't stand over a plumber and go, Dad, don't use that thingamajig that's shaped like the other thing that the thing is the the thing. I just go, yeah, I'm gonna hire that guy or girl because they know how to do that thing, and I'm gonna trust that they do that. Otherwise, I'll find somebody else who who I think knows better if they didn't pull that thing off. But 
don't have an opinion unless you have an opinion. That's what I'm going to say. To all of you listening, and you're probably more open because you're listening to this crazy podcast, and probably you're on the receiving end of these opinions, uh, don't have an Tell them. You can tell them. Or, or just walk. I mean, really, like, don't get into it. But don't have an opinion unless you actually have an opinion. If you're just haven't thought about it and you're shooting from your gut, don't shoot. Just hang back and live your life. Uh, and tell the other person, I got this. I'm doing my whole thing. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. Don't, don't, don't express your opinion to me unless it's actually an opinion, not just a parrot of something you heard when you were freaking 10 and have never questioned it. Got it? I'm going to get a little amped up. A little bit. I'm on the tail of the espresso. I mean, the, the, right now, the caffeine, by the way, less caffeine in espresso than a cup of coffee. I'm just saying, but I haven't had anything else to eat today. So it's, there's a coursing thing that's happening. One of the people that stopped by the uh, table claimed that we started cooking food a mere 12,000 years ago. We started cooking only 12,000 years ago. It's been like millions. We've literally had proof that we were cooking fire with fire in the millions. It's crazy. Jeff got his master's in anthropology, so they start immediately. He's like, "That's I don't know where, what you're reading, but that is complete." And I just got up. I got up. I was like, "I got to go get a pastry. I got to go get a pastry. I don't want to talk about nutty nut nut. I don't want to talk about raw foodies either." Um, where do I stand on raw foodies, raw foods? Uh, I stand here. Do I like raw stuff that's raw? Sure. I also like stuff that's cooked. We are in a situation in the modern world where the chronic stress that we are under most of us weakens digestion. And as a result, cooking food helps begin that process. Now, not all cooking is the same. So you can lightly steam or braise, and then you can freaking deep fry. And what am I talking about? I'm talking approaching the natural. The closest the food gets to its natural state, the better. That means a light steam is way more natural than deep frying in oil. Is that controversial? I hope not. Please tell me that you're like, no, it's the same. Deep frying a Mars bar is the same as eating the Mars bar. Maybe so. I actually not. I don't have an opinion on that. I mean, I'd have to try it. That's that's how I would know that. Um, so I do for a mix. I'm more I'm more about the water content of food than I am about whether it's cooked or raw. If it's cooked, I like to cook it minimally, or I'm eating it raw and I'm going for things that are are, are hydrated in and of themselves. That's why my baseline is fruits and vegetables, and then I dabble. I get into the nut to the uh, whole grains and beans and some nuts and seeds to make up the calories and get some of the awesome stuff that's in nuts and seeds. And that's what I do most of the time. Oh my gosh, that's so complicated and crazy. Uh, when you're I, the people who are, I'm a raw foodist. Oftentimes, they're like deep into the nuts and seeds all the time, and the cold expeller pressed olive oil. So again, I don't like the labels. What are you eating or not? I don't talk about to me about raw, uh, that I'm a raw foodie because I don't know. This woman again, super unhealthy, who was having the argument that raw food because we just started cooking twelve thousand freaking years ago. Uh, again, I, it, it, missing the point completely missing the point, too much information about food, too much knowledge and too much attention to food. It is not about the food, you guys. Food is one of the ways we express we express who we are. Got it? Food is one of the ways we express who we are. We are either doing that well or not so well. If we're not, if we're eating in a way that doesn't express who we are, then we're in conflict about that and my approach helps you get closer to that to that thing, but food is an expression. Dig like anything else, sitting on a couch, and you may in your mind, in your me-not-me game, you're a runner. And therefore, the way you are expressing your activity isn't in line with who you are. And so let's match that up a little bit more over time and not and not try to do it too much at once. Got it? All right. So my dial-back day is today. Dial-back day, minimum daily tester, the MDT, right? Uh, digging that as well. Little The small steps is what I'm looking at here. Little, little moments throughout the day to test yourself, kind of keep it in. So let's talk about getting high. Uh, let's talk about getting high. Let's, let's, how about you, all you guys and me, we all get together and we get high. Does that sound amazing? Sid, it's not good to get high. Really? Okay, because here's how I define getting high. Doing something that makes you happy. Because here's the thing, we are looking for the high. We are looking for those bursts of pleasure that we get and we can get those things either in healthy ways or unhealthy ways. I say this for a reason, because oftentimes the perception is that when you move to healthier behaviors, then you're going to be miserable. I don't know where this started or what, how this happened, but I'm so over this thing of like, it's the I could never give up cheese thing. The underlying thing is because then my life would suck. Then I wouldn't be able to get high anymore. And that's just wrong. 
that is just wrong. We all are looking for those bursts of pleasure. And I guess, well, okay, so this, why I'm thinking about this is because if you're just joining me, you won't know this. But since last July of 2016, July whatever, I started the Wim Hof program. I finished it start to finish. It took me a little longer than 10 weeks, but I freaking did the whole thing. Seven days of every week I did. It might take me 90 to do those seven days, but I did them. Ever since then, I have not literally not missed a single day of doing the breathing and the cold therapy. Even last night, got home at not almost 10 from the day and just jumped, stopped, walked right into an ice cold shower straight up. That sounds miserable. Well, here's the thing. I've been doing it long enough. Uh, and so what I will tell you is actually it is a little bit miserable. What? Yes. It's a little bit. It wasn't. Here's what I do. Every time I get into a cold shower, I have a little moment of dread. Every time I get in the cold river, I have a moment of dread. And what I'm trying to do is not make a cold river or a cold shower feel good. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I don't think it will. Toward the end of it in the cold, it actually starts to feel good. But that first initial in there, it doesn't feel good. Remember I talked about minimum daily tester. And I say remember when I did that because as if it were longer than 30 seconds ago. Um it's a minimum daily test. The showers I take are usually six to 10 minutes tops. I cold all the way through. I used, you know, I began by doing cold and warm, alternating that kind of jazz, but this is cold all the way through. Um, and it's a mental game for me because I dread it and I want to, I want to dread it. I don't want that to go away. Why? Because I want to reinforce this message in my own life and hopefully for you guys to play with this idea too. I want to reinforce this message that there will never be a, a healthy high without struggle and or discomfort and or pain. It, it, it is, to me, a fact such that if you are feeling high with no struggle, I'm guessing that's probably not a long-term healthy behavior. It's just me. I'm saying I've had a few beers. Saturday night, I had a book, by the way, book launch on Saturday at this little local bookstore down in Mendocino. Super good. Bunch of people came, really fun. Jeff and Joan Stanford donated a little food. My daughter, Luna, uh, introduced me, which was great. I did a little ad lib talk. No, again, nothing. And then people, you know, bought books and I signed them. You know the regular rule. Um, but 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 after um, Lisa, my lovely wife, uh, threw a little party uh, for the book. And so everyone, uh, you know, came to my house and we had a party. And there might have been things that rhymed with Argaritas. I'm not going to say what they are because that would be I don't want to I don't want to disclose that information. Rhymed with argaritas, okay? I may have had a couple, uh, and and they were not unstrung. I used to bartend back in the day. I can make a freaking mean, probably the best margarita in Mendocino. I just I don't want to think bigger than that. It may be bigger than that. I just don't want to commit myself to that level. My point is, and it was fun, like fun. I'm having a margarita with my friends, and it's like this great thing. And Lisa got a bunch of Mexican food, and it was like awesome. But my point is, is that's not a long-term healthy behavior. You know, like it, 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 was, it was nice. I had a couple of margaritas. I don't usually do that. I felt a little tipsy for sure. Um, and not a good long-term healthy behavior. How am I comparing that to a cold shower? Because it's a little like that. It's weird to say, but it is a little like that. Now, people listening to this are like, I could never do that. I could never get in a cold. Oh my God, I hate cold. So did I. And I still can't say that I love getting into that cold shower because I really, really, really don't. And yet, I do it every day. Why? Because I want to meet that dread. I want to meet that fear in a way. And, and just, just dread is the best word because it's like, ah, ah. Now, what gets me in that shower are two things. One, it's 10 minutes and I go, I, conversation every it's as if I cannot remember the day before when I had this exact I have the same conversation every day and I've stopped caring whether it's going to go away but conversation okay I'm dreading this but it's only 10 minutes I can do less yeah I'm in charge of this so if I only feel like doing five I'll do five today that's what that is and I get it and, oh second the, you're not going to regret this you're going to like how you feel when you get out of the shower that's going to happen. Why? How do I know? Because 400 days ago, I did my first one. I've done it ever since. More, more than 400 days at this point. So arsenal of experience, starting off small, easing my way in, learning the system, and then keeping with it long enough to see the benefits. I mean, all these things are at play, and I'm getting high in a healthy, not only long-term kind of okay, but actually long-term awesome 
way. And, and I don't want anybody to think that when you start living healthier and happier, or healthier, let's say, for this sake, that you're not going to be happier because you are going to be. We can't believe it. We can be doing things that are not working for ourselves, like that guy who was just, I'm too busy. I don't have a single mo-. His That model isn't working for him. He's not going to change. Not right now. Not because his wife goes, you need that book. That's the opposite of the reason he would change. It will take something else, if at all, for him to kind of kick into that thing. But my point is, is we can be wallowing in, in a series of behaviors and schedules and routines that are so clearly not working for us, and we will just stay there. And sometimes, like that guy, we will not only just hang there. We're not hanging there going, gosh, I hope so, you know, it'd be great if I could get out of here. We're hanging in there and digging our heels in. Our heels are firmly, we are, we are just basking in the rightness of us. We are basking in the correctness of how we're living, even though it's totally not working for us, and we cannot get enough, even a moment of perspective to go at least before I change anything, this is not working for me. That is the most liberating thing, period, period. In fact, Jeff's talk, um, he, Jeff did a really good job. Um, he was talking about running a sustainable business as a mindset for growth. And the way he talked, he started off his talk was, this is about mistakes. This is about making mistakes. This is about learning how to recognize when you make mistakes and not only that, being okay with it, not only that, expecting more mistakes. What a weird way to talk about running a, a sustainable business as a mindset for personal growth, which is you make mistakes. You don't. He didn't create that business from thin air and, and it is what it is today. They made mistakes. They made wrong choices, but it is in that overall direction that leads you to the richness of life that 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 pe- that I believe most people want. But you have to get to the point where you're open to the mistakes, even the ones you're currently making, and I'm the one that says, and once you realize that, it does not mean that you have to change overnight or that you have to change anything right now. There is a period of time that I do not have a fixed time stamp on there that, that the knowledge is all you need for a while. How long? I don't know. It could be a day for somebody. It could be a couple weeks for somebody else. But the knowledge that what you're doing, if, if this is the case, the knowledge of what you're, that you're, what you're doing is not working for you is just about the best thing ever. That, that just like, I've been, this has been a mistake in the, in the thing I'm doing. And that is the moment where you realize, and, this is, and you know why? Because it ain't me. If it's a mistake, it's because it's not you. It's not something that you wanted to do, or maybe you thought it was something you wanted. This is what Jeff and Joan did. Thought, you know, thought they were doing right in the moment. They didn't intentionally make a mistake. They thought this is that thing, and and I'm going to do this, and then later find out a mistake, and had and and were able to say, ah, okay, that was not the good the good choice here for me. It was a mistake. Okay, good. Now I've got this knowledge. Now next thing in line, which could also be a mistake, but at least you're moving in your life and you're moving toward the you. How amazing. But it's a, it's a, it's a thing. So I started off by talking about this, about, about the healthy high. We are all looking for this kind of pleasure. That's a fact. I believe that's in our natural design. And I just believe we are short. We are selling ourselves short when we think if we're doing a series of, of routines and things that aren't working for us, that if we gave those up and did something healthier, that we would be more miserable. I don't know where that logic came from. It's such a weird way to react. And I think the reason why we react to those things is because, again, we dig our heels in and we will convince ourselves of that so that we do not move, so that we can be right even though we're being wrong at the same time. Do you know what I mean by that? It means what I'm doing is right even though it's not working for you. And that's a weird thing. That's a very child way, immature. I'm not even going to say child. I'm going to say immature. Why? Because I'm getting into the freaking subject of this week's podcast, about, which is called child's play. This is, I don't want to, I don't, I'm like, that's, that's, a, that's a disservice to children to say digging your heels in is child. Although, you know, obviously children can kind of get in that emotional thing um, where they dig their, the stubbornness of that. One of my least favorite things I've said for years is I don't like stubbornness. I don't like stubbornness because stubbornness is somebody else dictating what you do. When you dig your heels in, you are digging your heels in with the understanding that somebody else or some external force is trying to change you or pull you. And to me, it's the same, virtually the same substantive action to either do what somebody tells you to do or to dig your heels in against what somebody tells you to do. Either way, somebody else is calling your shots. Small steppers aren't stubborn. Small steppers are open. Now, are we always open? No. Do we value openness? Yes. 
We value openness because we are bringing more things into our lives day to day that, that then result in other new things presenting. Magic stuff happens. And I don't mean woo-woo magic. I mean when you commit to something in a, in a one minute a day or two minutes a week, that, open, that will open up stuff that maybe you didn't even know was coming. And that's where I'm going with this week's podcast of Child's Play, which is this sense of adventure and this sense of exploration, um, but also this sense of, of presence. And here's what I mean by that. I'm going to start with a couple quotes, okay? This one was given to me by Joan Stanford. Man is most, and I think he probably meant man and women and woman. I, I, Heraclitus is the guy, and he's ancient Greek probably, and he probably, I'm sure that he was meaning man and women because they were totally on the ball with like equalness back then. Uh, probably not. Man, let's say human. Ready? Anyway, man is most nearly himself when he achieves the seriousness of a child at play. I'm going to say again, man is most, capital M man, right? Can I not get, I don't want any comments. Man is most nearly himself when he achieves the seriousness of a child at play. Why I love this. When I was a a full-time actor and I was on my own studying acting, I just got some books. I was sort of going through the process and sort of keeping my my chops up. I wanted to work. I was working. What can I say? Um, One of the things I read was a cat that is, playing with a a toy. Let's say a cat is like hunting a toy mouse, right? The cat isn't saying, I'm pretending to do a thing that a cat does when they are hunting a mouse. The way that a cat moves and the body of that cat and all the musculature is to get that mouse. And it's as if that mouse were 100% real. The cat is not making a distinction. It is not doing what he thinks or he, she, here I go. I'm like Heraclitus here. The cat is not doing what he or she thinks a cat does when a cat's hunting a mouse. The cat is in it, in it. And that's what I find in general, children to be in this nice place of being in it. And what I think that the small steps approach that I talk about, my small steps approach, is is putting you in it. Not, again, I'm, gonna, I'm railing against this fake it till you make it idea because I don't want you to fake it till you make it. I want you to be in it. I want you to, if you wanna be somebody or, or let me say this, if you are somebody who eats healthy food most of the time, and let's say you're, you haven't been doing that, but that's who you are deep down, I don't want you to pretend, like in a diet, that now you're going to do, I'm going to pretend that I'm somebody who eats healthy food every day. I want you to actually be somebody who eats right away. Now, how do you do that right away? By not taking on so much that you're faking it. There is a level at which you begin a new behavior where you're faking it because clearly you're not ready to be that person yet. You're, you haven't moved into those shoes. You don't even know what those shoes feel like or fit or whatever. You're not there yet. Are you somebody who eats healthy food if you eat one stock of celery per day? Are you somebody who eats healthy food every day? Yes, you are for real. And you don't, you're not going too much, but you, now I'm pretending because I'm in a 21, three-month day, whatever, what three-month whatever craziness of eating this on day four. That's, pretend, that's pretending. You're in a place of pretending when you do that, you're not actually doing it. You're following somebody else's thing, you're doing it every day, and you might be doing it perfectly so-called, but you haven't learned how to actually be that person until you go through the thought processes that are involved with bringing in new behavior. By the way, those are going to be struggle and discomfort just like me getting in a freaking cold shower every day. It's never, it's never, I think two times have I ever looked forward to getting it like I'm hot, it's outside, and I go, man, it's going to feel good, maybe twice. Usually it's like, oh God, this is going to be horrible. I'm going to dread it. Well, it's only five minutes. Only five. You're going to feel better when you go down. I mean, every time, every time it's like my two brains just constantly having a conversation as I'm walking into the shower and feeling totally awesome and high when I get out of that shower. It's just the weirdest thing. I don't want to figure it out. I'm not a psychologist. I don't want to figure it out. I don't care. Second quote by a guy named Shigeru Miyamoto. I was given this by Jeff, a game designer for Nintendo, right? Weird place to get it, but not really weird video game. Quote, I think that inside every adult is the heart of a child. We just gradually convince ourselves that we have to act more like adults. And then Jeff had a good quote. I go, now I got to quote you, great. We are continually figuring out what being an adult is. A child doesn't care. So an adult is someone worrying about being something the kid just is. I like those quotes because I want you to just be the thing that you want to be. Healthy eater, runner, 
I, I don't know. I, guitar player. I don't know. Those are the things I don't put in your mouth. I don't put in your in your on your steps list or in your first. Ta- I don't know what the things that you want to be, but I want you to just be those things. I want you to waste no time pretending, trying to act like the thing, even trying to act like an adult. Look, do I have to act like an adult sometimes? Sure. And will I tell you? Sometimes it's not authentic. Kind of in a weird way, like I've had to step in and sort of be an adult. And at the, at the time that I'm sort of doing the thing that an adult does, I'm thinking to myself, I'm so not, I'm so fish out of water right here. But I'm pulling it off okay, <laughs> you know, trying to just be like the mature person when I'm just, I just want to like get in the bouncy house with the other kids. Um, I want you guys to be. I want you to be the thing that is you. Right, right out of the shoot, not in two years or not, I don't know. And I certainly don't want you, more importantly, you to waste a single moment not being who you are more than you were yesterday. And that's key what I just said, more than you were yesterday. Because again, I think it's impossible, even though in the me, not me game, you say, I am a marathon, I run marathons. Because maybe in your head, like that would be the most amazing and kind of how you fashion yourself. Like in your ideal life, you'd be running marathons. Well, if tomorrow you wake up and go, I'm a marathoner. You're faking it because you're not a marathoner. You haven't worked for it. You haven't begun the process of becoming that person over time. You're going to put the shorts on and the freaking Jimmy Connors headband. Jimmy Connors, you guys with me? Wristbands? No? Jim, John McEnroe? Oh, okay. Arthur Ashe? No? Okay. Um, you're going to put on the garb and you're going to look like a marathoner, but you're not one until you earn it. You're not one until you earn it. And the small steps approach that I talk about begins you being that person at least a little bit more for real. No pretense. For real. You don't walk around going, I'm a marathoner. But you do walk around on day one saying, I exercise. I exercise today because I did two squats. And in a week you say, I exercised every day this week because I did two squats every day or I walked one minute. And two months later you go, I, uh, I'm, I'm a runner because I ran for five minutes Every day this week, I'm a runner. And, and it's real. It's real. You don't have to fake it. No energy toward faking it. And how is it about child's plays? Because this is the authenticity that I think is lost as we so-called mature out of childhood. Again, that first quote by Heraclitus. We, he, Heraclitus, I don't remember, what, what am I, a, a Greek historian? When he achieves the seriousness of a child at play, how I interpret that is the way that the cat hunts the toy mouse, which is they're in it. They're in it and it's real. When a child is building a castle or doing something creative pretending, they're not going, I'm going to pretend like a child who is pretending. They're just like, I am a knight. I am a princess. I am a this. I'm a that. I'm there. They're They're in it. That's the ultimate acting. You know, as as an actor, that's what you're trying to look for. But this is real life stuff I'm talking about. This is you getting into child's play. This is you playing with this process. And so I will leave you with this. And this might sound trite and kind of stupid. And so I'm not going to apologize for that. But I, I do say that the small steps process should be fun. And I want people to have fun with it. Why? Because you can actually have fun with it because you are minimizing the stress of the process and it is playful. It's playful to be open to new experiences because you don't have to put your life on hold for new, these new experiences because you're doing them in a way in ways that fit into your life now. In other words, one minute of guitar every day, it's almost like the pressure comes off. It's only one minute. So you know you're not going to be a virtuoso in a week. And so you can actually have fun with it. And what happens is, is that baseline fun is going gonna, is gonna to continue that process because you are having fun doing it. Full circle, back to the getting high. I This is a healthy way to get high, you guys. Small stepping is a healthy way to get high. You feel high when you accomplish stuff. You feel high when you try new things that you never did. You, tr- you feel high when you go on some adventure that you never thought you would have done and, or something else opens up for you and it's like, oh my God, that's so exciting and fun. That's how you regain that child that is already in you is that you are creating a system for your own life that enables you to try new things in a non-judgment, and you know how I feel about judgment, but in this case, you're in it. There's no judgment. You're in it. You're trying new things and being with new things and being that thing for real. You are actually the queen. You are actually the king. You are actually a guitar player. 
Not an, oh, I got to do this. I'm not going to do it because I'm not good enough at it. Oh, what if, I'm, what if I fail? Who's going to succeed in one minute a day? What a great way to try something new to sketch for 30 seconds. Who's going to expect to, to make a Matisse in 30 seconds? Nobody. It removes all that kind of so-called adult crap and just gets, boom, nailed it. It's the saddest thing when a child start, stops scribbling and starts moving to uh, uh, where you can tell in their, in, their, in their mind, they're now saying, I hope this is good. And now the stress of that comes in. It's natural. It's what happens because we show things to people. We show things to other kids and they go, that doesn't look good. And all of a sudden you go, oh, wait a second. Is there a, there's, wait, there can be a good and bad to this process? That's disappointing because before I just loved doing the thing that I was doing and didn't even think about whether it was good or bad. Don't care. And it's sort of like that all of a sudden that stuff comes rushing in where now all of a sudden we're self-conscious in a way that is not about us being in that moment, but now us doing the thing and at the same time worrying if it's going to be good or bad in the world. Do we battle with this every day? Yes, of course we do. Do I battle with it every day? Yes. My battle, as it was as an artist and now as an author of books, is is the constant struggle I had during the writing of both my books was to maintain and to hold my voice because I was thinking I would, it would seep in. Is this going to be good? Are people going to like this? Okay, hold, stop, wait. Is this you or not you? And I don't know. I, I think I did a pretty good job. Can, is my next book maybe going to be even better? I don't know. I don't even know if I have a next book. But this book definitely, you know, it's, it's that process. It's the cumulative nature of getting through that first album to the second album and so on and so forth. Same with the books and same with everything else I've ever done. It's getting to the past that one thing that you think is maybe good or whatever. Then you realize after you finish it, oops, that wasn't so good. There's a mistake. But that doesn't stop you from doing it again. You go, good, I'm glad I got that out of the way. Now I, get, now I can do the next cool thing. And it's going to be more me in that moment. The struggle is how do we hold our voice? How do we hold our voice in this world? How do we regain that child that child's play in us of, of being in that moment that is not us going, I want to pretend I'm a king or a queen, but what if somebody makes fun of me? What if, it, what if I don't really look like a king or a queen? What if I'm, and Small Step says, you know what? Eat the stock of celery per day because authentically, and I know that word is overused till the cows come home, but authentically you are eating healthy food every day. And when you do that, you don't have to worry about if somebody goes, oh, you're not eating healthy food enough. That's not enough to get you this. I mean, they're going to say it, but at your core, you know what you did. And if you want to take on more, then you go from one sock of celery and you go way up and you massive second step is huge because you're ready. Or you go from one sock of celery to two stocks of celery. That's your job to figure out what keeps you in that nice little packet pocket of being a, a, a curious child and and in looking into the world for a way to have fun. I call it getting high, and I know that's pejorative, but that's what you're looking. You're looking for a high. You want a life that is fun and adventurous, not one that is protected and stagnant and just boring. Really, sorry. I know I, I say I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I don't think anybody listening to this wants to live a boring, unfulfilling life. Correct me if I am wrong. Shoot me an email, podcast at sidgarzahillman.com and go, actually, Sid, I, I really, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of get what you say, but really, for me, I want to do no new things and I, I want to stagnate and I just don't really want to, I don't want to any adventure, nothing. I don't want to try anything new or be open to anything. So yeah, I, yeah, you're wrong about that. In which case I'll go, okay, but still you're not the, you're the freaking exception. Boom. Still won that round. Still won that round. And I believe that the uh, caffeine has left my system. All right, you guys, I'm going to probably wrap it up there. I want you to think about children this week. Uh, yeah, I wrote a book on healthy families. It's, it really isn't related to that. Maybe it is. I did a talk on it yesterday. I don't know. If you don't have kids and you're going, well, I, I don't have kids, so this isn't relevant. Of course it's relevant. I'm talking about having kids. I'm talking about you being a child. You still being a child. You still having in you this thing that you can get into new stuff and try new stuff and how to figure out a way to do that that is isolated and protected from outward judgment or from you wondering if what you're doing is going to be good or bad. You do that by easing your way in and you keep it personal to you. Don't talk about it with other people that you're sketching on a, on a, on a freaking post-it note and that's your art. Don't talk about it. Don't go, hey guys, look what I did for 30 seconds. Don't, don't talk about it. Be in it. Be in it. Play. Play with it. Have fun with this process. Suck at it on purpose. Just just make a bad sketch 
smile when you do that because you're doing something that you weren't going to do before and you're doing something better in your life for you. Never apologize for that. Never apologize for that. It will lead you to the life that you want to live along the way and will lead you to be better with all the people in your life. There is no downside for you taking care of yourself better. Dig? There is no downside. All right, you guys. Um, I did not mention any of this other stuff, so I'll whip through it real quick. Sidgarzahelman.com. Thank you, by the way, to the people who have donated. I just got a donation of $2 a month. It is amazing. I mean, really, like a dollar, $2 a month, you guys. If you want to kick in a little dough for me, great. If not, whatever. What can I say? What can I say? You guys are awesome. Email me, podcast at sidgarzahelman.com. But go to my website if you want to get approaching the natural stuff, like a mug or a Nutty Nut Nut t-shirt or whatever. And there's cool stuff on the site. And you can put your email in and get a free chapter of my first book that is everything you need to know about nutrition and all that kind of groovy stuff, okay? I will be back next week for episode 212, the 212. In the meantime, you guys, do me a favor, will you? Be well. What happened?
has come up against me, what has come up against me. And all the violence seems And I know that I am tiring you out And I know that I am trying your patience Well, this fit of it Decision it is It is keeping me down And I know this fear is fucking me up And I know my thoughts are weaving through tangents With all these fits of indecision they are They are keeping me down